You're listening to Copeland Morgan Media, your source for investment property analysis, education, and advice. Find us online at copelandmorgan.com. Hey guys, this is Jeff Copeland. I'm bringing you our quick tip of the week. This week's question comes from Libby in St. Louis, Missouri. So I'm, I'm seeing a lot of properties along the Gulf Coast that look like they pay really well, but a lot of that's all Airbnb, or at least I think, and I know that when you go Airbnb, you can get a lot more money, but your vacancy rate's going to be higher. So, um, and I've also heard a lot of complaints about um, Airbnbs and how there's nowhere for people to live because everything is all vacation-ish. So my question to you guys or, or you would be, how do you balance a property when you look at it and determine, okay, this is this should be an Airbnb or should this be a, a renter's um, space? And I'm, I'm once again, I'm looking at multifamily. Sure. Um, again, I'll, I'll answer that on a couple different uh, levels, but in Pinellas County, which is, you know, the, the main cities are St. Pete and Clearwater, there are actually 27 different municipalities and, and each one has its own rules on short-term rentals. Some like the city of St. Petersburg technically don't allow them at all. People do it anyway. Um, and then some like, you know, Treasure Island or um, uh, Largo, it, it's kind of a free-for-all that, you know, you can, you can lease for one night at a time or do whatever you want with your property. And so there's a lot of... Uh, of confusion and, and mixed overlay when it comes to the different municipalities and what each one will allow. And then even in the municipalities that do allow it, like St. Pete Beach, it still depends on zoning. I have a nine unit property on St. Pete Beach where there's literally hotels across the street, but our property you know, requires a 30 day minimum rental because of the zoning. So there's a lot of factors that go into determining whether you can even legally operate as an Airbnb Many people ignore that and just push forward and do it anyway, but you need to have a plan B because the first time you get a, a noise complaint or something like that from a neighbor that initiates code enforcement, then you're likely to get a cease and desist letter from the city. Um, the other side of that is um, when I've done the analysis, and this goes back to what I was saying about these pro forma projections from the seller or the listing agent, but when I've done the analysis on, you know, the property I just mentioned on St. Pete Beach, should we be doing short-term, you know, monthly rentals here or should we be doing annual leases? And when you look at, you know, a short-term rental and the vacancy rate, which as you said, is going to be much, much higher. And you figure, well, let's just assume that we, we you know, we book, you know, five nights out of seven. So we're operating at 70% occupancy. And then most short-term management companies are charging more like 20 to 25% management fees. And so when you level those two out, the gap between annual leases with an eight or 10% management fee and short-term rentals with you know, average occupancy and higher management fees, there's not as much of a delta there as one might expect. Now, sure, if, you, if you're operating a short-term rental at 100% occupancy, and, um, and you find a, a you know, low cost management that you can, you have a lot more potential income, but that doesn't always mean it's gonna be realized. I'm a little bit biased because we mainly do long-term rentals, 
But we do have a lot of investors that are interested in short-term rentals, and we get a lot of questions about short-term rentals. And I do have some some team members who have a lot of experience in managing vacation rentals. And so we can usually at least guide you or point you in the right direction or or give you a good idea of, you know, what are the realistic, you know, numbers going to look like on this property. Thank you for listening to the Copeland Morgan Media Real Estate Podcast. As you can imagine, producing this great educational content takes a lot of effort and commitment on our part. We only ask one thing in return. Please subscribe to our podcast using your favorite podcast app or by visiting copelandmorgan.com podcast. And remember, there's no greater compliment than referring us to a friend or colleague. Until next time, I'm Jeff Copeland.